Welcome to the Stuttering Mind podcast. I'm Rama Siva, author and speech coach, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on stuttering and stammering. You can find the episode show notes, your free seven-step guide to expressing yourself and lots more information at stutteringmind.com. Let's get started. This is episode number 32. In today's episode, we have James Whitaker from Stutter Motivation. I'm honored to have James on Stuttering Mind. Welcome, James. Hi, Rama. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks for coming on. What is the story behind the man from Stutter Motivation? Um, well, I mean, essentially, I am actually in sales at the moment i've been in sales for a lot of my life i grew up in um, somerset which is in the southwest of the uk um i i basically grew up in a town called wellington uh, went to primary school secondary school and then moved to a town just over um for college and uh i learned geography i think business studies and media i believe uh, at college, yeah, it was good. It's good. It's a really nice location to grow up, actually. Mm, that's fantastic. And um, what is your earliest memory of stuttering? I'm trying to get your words out. Uh, the earliest memory of stuttering was probably in primary school. Um, there was this guy called Ben who used to pick on me, um, and I actually started with the letter. I actually struggle with the letter B. In fact, it, it, it almost comes out more like a V, if that makes sense. And that sometimes confuses people. Um, but when I was younger, obviously I didn't really know um, that stuttering was an issue, especially in, like, in primary school. I mean, I think it is in primary school that you kind of realise that you are slightly different. And, you know, and especially when people take the mick out of you for something you can't help, that really kind of sticks with you, I think. Um, but... Yeah, essentially our parents got involved and it actually turned out that he had a stutter too. Um, so yeah, that's probably the earliest memory of actually having a stutter and, and kind of having to like deal with it at like a young age, if that makes sense. Mm. And how old were you, if you can remember? Oh, it's about five or six, maybe. can't actually remember. It must, have been, it must have been year three, so whatever that is. Um, maybe like seven, five, mm. six, seven. Yeah, yeah. And did you actually uh, pick a fight with Ben? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, th I think I did. I think I ended up sort of standing up for myself, and that's when the parents got involved. Um, and yeah, I mean, I did actually get into a lot of fights when I was younger. To be fair, um, yeah. secondary school mostly. I think it was just kind of like pent up frustration of it, maybe, and kind of not knowing how to deal with it there and then. I think was actually a lot more um, of an issue than I thought. And uh, what was your knockout percentage? <laughs> Zero. I got. I used to get my ass kicked constantly. I mean, when I was younger, I used to be um, quite a slim kid. Um, I was still quite tall, um, but you know, I was just an easy target. I think at that point, I had one of those haircuts that was the fringe, like the Justin Bieber microphone style haircut that kind of curved round like a cutout cantaloupe or, or whatever the melon's called. Um, but yeah, no, it was a. Uh, so zero percent, zero percent knockout rate. <laughs> okay, um, so that uh, killed any hopes of be becoming the next Mike Tyson then? 
Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I don't, I can't see that in my future at all. I'm, I'm more of a, I'm not really a fighting type anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I've got it in me. I'm getting too old now. Yeah, so you're more of a lover, not a fighter. Like yeah, exactly, things, exactly. Right? Exactly, that's exactly right. Fantastic. And um, did you get sent to speech therapy? I did. So when I was younger, um, again, in primary school, I must have been about seven or eight. Uh, my mum actually took me to uh, speech therapy. Um, and the earliest memory of that was probably um me playing with legos they got me to play with like lego for some reason i i've uh it still kind of baffles me today i it actually works though this the, the strangest thing is it actually worked i don't know whether or not it was because i was younger um and it just had more more of an effect on me um, but when i went to speech therapy later on in life this was only a few years ago maybe when i was 17 or 18 um i i, I just found that it didn't work I just found that it didn't work and it was kind of patronizing like the lady who I was with no offense to her um but I, I don't think she really kind of understood um the pain and everything that goes through it and I just felt like I was there I was just getting patronized um that's just how I felt um at the time but it's not something that I would necessarily do again not at this point in my life do you know what I mean yeah, so at the age of uh, 17, they gave you some Lego to play with? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but I would have played with that Lego, honestly. I'm a big Lego fan. Um, I don't actually have any Lego, but um, no, I'm a big fan of Lego. I, I think I would probably have preferred to play with Lego than that actual speech therapy session. So if you can recall, uh, five years ago, what um, were they trying to get you to do to help you to speak a bit more fluent? A lot of it, I think, was mostly just kind of practicing words, like practicing um, the letters I was struggling on, practicing the kind of uh, phrases and, and things like that. It's all very superficial. It's not necessarily things that you're going to take out of that speech therapy and apply. Um, so, and I, I worked that out fairly quickly. I was like, you can't, this is not helping me at all. Um, so in the end, I just kind of stopped uh, and to be honest, from there on, I, I struggled. Like, I, I felt like I couldn't go to speech therapy because it wasn't helping. Um, and, you know, I just kind of struggled for a lot of my life up until about a year ago. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, I don't, you know, it's just speech therapy. It works for some people. It, it doesn't work for others. And uh, the people who it doesn't work for, you kind of have a rocky road ahead of acceptance, I think. Mm. And what happened a year ago? A year ago, I, I actually started Starter Motivation, and um, it 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 really it, it actually really helped. Like, kind of just putting what I how I felt out there into the world, and the response was just insane. Like, I'm sure you experienced the same sort of thing with stuttering mind. You know, it's just a really great feeling to connect with those with those people. Like, I felt so alone when I first started it, and the reason I started it was because. I was in sales. Um, I actually worked at Moss Bros, like a suit company. Um, and I loved it there. And somebody from an, an, an estate agency in the same town I was working in um, asked me to join their estate agency. And I was just like, yeah, sure. I mean, the money was great. Um, didn't know anything about estate agency. Didn't know what it was, nothing. Um, and I basically rocked up. Um, it must have been my first shift that I realized 
oh my god like what have i got myself into because people think of estate agency like you go around you show some really nice houses you get on with people um i got on with people but it's not all about that like a lot of it is in the office on the phones right and i wasn't used to that sitting in in an office with like four people who are completely fluent that breaks you down it really does ruin your mental health because you're kind of sat there you're fearful to pick up the phone and start talking like talking in general was just was just terrifying so i started starting my ovation i thought you know what i can't be the only one um and turns out (laughs) turns out i wasn't which is just a great feeling fantastic and when you were seven or even 17 were you able to read out aloud or speak out aloud without the classic blocking blocking and stumbling when you were completely alone um do you know i've listened to a few of your podcasts and i'm surprised with the amount of people that say they're fluent when they're on their own i personally am not fluent when i'm on my own even today um when i feel like i've sort of overcome it a bit um i still find that sometimes i just can't get my words out um even even on my own sort of thing when i'm talking to my cat um you know it no i i I'm, i'm actually not fluent at all when i'm when I'm on my own, at least until about a year ago, at least, when I decided to ex- sort of accept it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were your feelings and thoughts about the speech therapy when you were in the speech therapy yourself? Did you feel different? Did you feel that they had made you aware and conscious about your stuttering pattern of speaking? Um, I, think I, was, uh, I think I was aware and quite conscious before then, and that kind of led me down the road to um you know speech speech therapy essentially uh but i don't think it made me think about it more as such i think it just made me frustrated that i felt like like this ain't going away like this is this is it now sort of thing okay so you thought this is it and it was only when you started sata motivation that you started to look into your feelings and thoughts behind the stuttering. And that is how you have reached a level of, uh, for a better word, Com- of comfort. Comfort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, comfort and just kind of self, self-acceptance self and self-love, really. Mm. It kind of, there was a huge kickstart to that, to my, to my Instagram. And mm. that was, I can't feel like this forever. It is just eating me up alive. So I thought, do you know what? I, I'm going through this. Somebody else has to. And yeah, that's, that's, that's it, really. And how was your personality during those teenage years? Did, it, did stuttering affect you? Um, honestly, it was very suppressed. Like, I just feel like I was this whole entire person on the inside and just showing a completely different person on the outside. Everything I wanted to say either wasn't said or came out completely different to how I wanted to say it. A lot of it, I think, was just kind of switching up the words on the spot. Um, And I still do that today. I mean, that's just how I handle it. That's how I kind of cope with it. Um, And that works for me um, most of the time. Um, But in terms of personality, um, it, you know, it did kind of like suffer, to be honest. Mm. And you say your name, a challenging word? Yep, say my name. Say my name. I hate saying my name. 
it's only been recently that I've kind of just been like, you know, if I stutter, I stutter. I don't, I don't mind. Um, but saying my name initially, especially when you're an estate agent, you answer the phone, nice and happy. Hello, my name is James. And then people think, what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> um, so that was that was a huge that was a huge obstacle to overcome, and I'm I'm happy I'm kind of past that now. Okay, and are you still working at, at the estate agents? Yeah, I am actually. Um, turned out that uh, everybody after I joined, everybody else left. Now I don't know if it was something I said or tried to say or didn't say uh, that made them leave, but um, we've got a whole new team in there now, and it's a lot more relaxed. Um, and they know as well. They actually know that I have a stutter and that it's um. You know, I, I sometimes struggle and I think sometimes actually telling people so they can understand is, is, is huge. Like it just relieves so much weight off your shoulders. Honestly, the whole, the whole kind of anxiety, um, at least partly just gets lifted when you tell people. And that's what I try and preach as well, that it is nice to tell people it, it, it really is. Mm. Are you ashamed of stuttering? Um, now, no, I wouldn't say I am. Um, but definitely used to be. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, I used to be so ashamed, man. Mm. Yeah, I mean, me too, me too. It's been a long journey. What about uh, stuttering and dating? Has it ever stopped you from talking to a girl? <laughs> uh, stuttering and dating? Um, I'd say, yeah. I mean, everybody who has a stutter, unless you're like super confident all the way through life from when you're born to when you die, you know, it is going to affect all aspects and dating is, is most certainly one of them, I think. Um, for me, I definitely never used to approach girls um or anybody really like i used to if i if i had the choice to not say anything i would not say anything i would just kind of be so passive and quiet um but internally have all this stuff to contribute and say um so in terms of dating yeah yeah it did suffer to be honest but i'm not really I'm, i don't really mind too much um nowadays to be honest mm. and did you have brain freezer so when you were out on dates, were you able to hold the conversation? Uh, I was able to hold the conversation, um, but brain freezes, brain freezes, yeah, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a lot of those, especially first dates as well, when you're so like nervous anyway. Um, it just gets super concentrated and it's just terrible. <laughs> it can be. It can be terrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, it affected me a lot in terms of my dating. So yeah, how did it? How did it affect you? Well, uh, like yourself, uh, I was a quiet mouse in the corner. I just wouldn't speak up. I wouldn't uh, really socialize. And in the end, what happened was, uh, what basically happened was, someone close to me had died in a car accident, and I thought, uh, if I don't change my life. I'll be single and dateless uh, for the rest of my life. So from then on, it was about nine years ago, 11 years ago, actually, that I started to get out there and slowly push out the comfort zones uh, because I'd been on the 
programs for recovering stutterers, uh, where they give you techniques to speak. But at the end of the day, I wasn't happy being me. I wasn't happy expressing myself, James. And as a result, I was more of a covert or a smart or a silent stutterer. I didn't have this big blocks or those things because I was so, I was such a stutterer that I didn't even want to stutter, if you know what I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get uh, that. Yeah, and so that really affected my life incredibly. And yeah. Like yourself, like yourself, it's only when I started to write my books, my first book, Rich Thinking, was, which was a personal, personal development book rather than a stuttering book. It's only when I did that book that I, like you, when you started certain motivation, I wrote down all my feelings, experiences, and it freed me. So for people listening, I would definitely recommend starting a YouTube account or Instagram, Facebook page, or write even, and express your thoughts, your feelings about being a person with stutters. And once you, once I did that, I just became so free and if I stumble, I stumble and now I actually choose to start on per, purpose with per, per, power and confidence. Uh, it was only four years ago that my name was Ram, not Rama, just because I struggled to say Rama, the second syllable, Rama. And there was no Ram or reason, I just struggled, so I just gave up and called myself Ram. And uh, it's only when I started to challenge myself and started to think, what is actually that I'm afraid of? Am I afraid of stuttering? Two minutes? No, not anymore. Was I ashamed, ashamed of stuttering? Hell yeah. And that's when, mm. that's, that's why I do what I do. And that's why I admire people like yourself who are doing what they're doing, because it just helps to get people who started to actually look at it in a different way and think, hey, okay, I stutter, but maybe if I talk about it, maybe if I express myself, maybe if I share, someone else might be motivated to, to help themselves and hopefully we'll all help each other to get out of the stuttering mind, like I call it, because it's a mindset of avoiding, it's a mindset of, like you said, having lots of things to say, but not saying it because we might stumble, we might struggle. And especially if we were kids and people will laugh at you, people will mock you and it just uh, snowballs, you know? So. It's uh, fascinating hearing your story, James. Yeah, absolutely. And I, com I completely agree as well with just going back to what you said about having a platform to kind of put yourself out there and, and especially having a platform as well to, that kind of shows your flaws as well. I think like you, it kind of forces you down the route of acceptance because you're putting yourself out there for people to potentially judge you. Yeah, and I absolutely. think that's that is that's quite a hard thing to do. I think absolutely. I mean, I've had to develop uh, quite a thick skin now, and I, I'm actually a little stronger for it because uh, some people aren't uh, able to deal with, deal with the fact that they've got to take personal responsibility for their own lives and their own speech. And if they are in therapy and go from one program to another program, they may lash out and think, "Oh, what's this guy saying?" I mean, to be honest. You have done really well simply by expressing your innermost pain. And that has resonated with a lot of people. And same with me. And by us uh, sharing our messages, there are people who will be empowered to think, okay, if James has done it, if Rama has done it, well, why don't I try it? And uh, hopefully at some point they will get some release to express themselves. Because like I said, many people 
can speak to themselves and they can't without stuttering. But there are the occasional that do, but, but uh, what is actually stopping you? It's actually your own self that's stopping you expressing yourself. And if you actually, yeah. if you actually love yourself, if you actually appreciate yourself, appreciate yourself, if you actually um, are kind to yourself, and if you are not wanting to impress, um, one, thing which, one thing which I've learned in my journey is that I've had a, a problem with wanting to impress people. Uh, I've, had a pe I've had a problem with people judging me. I've had a problem with people thinking, or me thinking that people are thinking about me, where in fact, people are pretty much concerned about their own lives and their own problems. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, just going back to what you said about, you know, doing it for yourself, you do it for yourself. And then in effect, there's two parts to kind of putting yourself out there. You feel good. You know, it, obviously that whole acceptance kind of process. Um, but in effect, you help other people as well. So, you know, people who are feeling like, like I felt like, you know, there's no help there. I can't do anything at this point in my life. When I was 17, I used to think that. And, uh, you know, it, it is rewarding to put content out there that not only you enjoy, but also other people, you know, love as well. Um, and, and, you know, if you, if you can help people and help yourself at the same time, then two birds, one stone, you are winning. Absolutely. I mean, uh, like I said, the day that I wrote my books, the day that I'm on YouTube, that has really helped me to uh, express and be myself rather than being so worried, you know, and it's, uh, it's really amazing speaking to you. So James, I want to ask you, what are your plans for such a motivation? My plans for such a motivation. Well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you two. One of them will be, eventually to start some sort of video content um and the second one will be with that video content travel around i know chase from cg stutter has done this already um but just travel around the world meet people who also have a stammer through stutter motivation so meet up with people you know it's not from my experience it's not very often you meet a stutter and when you do it's like you just relate on such a good level. Like when you go through that kind of, you know, that kind of life path where you have a stutter and you've been through the pain and, and you know, you, you're kind of handling it and dealing with it in your own way. When you, you meet someone else who stutters, I think, you know, it just feels amazing. Like you just kind of get on, you vibe. Um, so yeah, that's, those are, those are the two things that eventually I actually, I'm actually going to start doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not doing it now, to be honest. Oh, Maybe it's because of quarantining and COVID and things is kind of restricting a lot. Um, but yeah, that is eventually what I want to do. Fantastic, fantastic. I actually met Chell, uh, Chase. He came down for a podcast recording. Did you have a chance to you listen? did, yeah. Did you have a chance to I listen did. to I did. I have actually listened to that, yeah. I, um, yeah. He shares I, I was some, actually inspired. Yeah, he shares some interesting uh, concepts. It does. And have you met other stutterers face-to-face uh, -face recently? Um, recently, no. I was actually um, speaking to somebody, um, this was when I was, when I was about 17, and we, she actually lived um, in my town, and we 
met up. Um, it wasn't like a, a, like a relationship or anything. Um, we just met up purely on the basis that we had stutters. Um, I mean, there's because of stutter motivation, I talk to people, you know, all the time who message me and ask for help and things like that. I'm sure you, re- I'm sure you receive the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you really get to know people and, and what they've been through. Like I was speaking to this person recently. Um, I don't know if she'll, uh, she'll <laughs> I don't know if she'll like me saying her name, but um, Clara essentially. Um, I've met, I've been speaking to her recently, just talking about stuttering and things like that. And it's good to get things off your chest, I think, um, especially when you know you internalise a lot of things. Fantastic. And uh, when are you going to start your world tour? <laughs> well, as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I have the money for a van. I'm going to convert the van, travel around in the van so it's cheap accommodation. Um, so as soon as I have the money for that, and maybe when lockdowns were lifted, because um, I don't particularly want to be paying a hefty fine at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But, I, mean, uh, I mean, I think, with, uh, I think with social distancing, you might uh, have to keep two meters away from each Tatra for the rest of uh, quarantine. I know. Where's the fun in that? It's uh, good to speak to you, James, and keep up the good work. You too. Thank you very much, Rama. It's, uh, you know, it's, great, it's great to speak to another stutterer as well. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it really helpful. You may also like the backlist episodes and show notes at stutteringmind.com forward slash podcast. You can also get the seven steps to expressing yourself free guide at stutteringmind.com dot com forward slash free guide if you enjoy this podcast please subscribe rate and review on your favorite podcast platform you can connect with me on all social media platforms by looking for touching mind thank you again and look forward to connecting with you